This is a squeaky chair now. I know. I want to like. I can't move. Hi guys. Move. You're gonna have to move your chair up. Hello. No, because if I move it, it's gonna be squeaky. Well, You're move like, it up. wait. <laughs> move it up. <laughs> you would think we would get ready before we press live, Not right? Not a chance. Never. Um, we kind of cleaned the desk off. It's there's a lot on the desk. There's always <gasps> a lot on the desk. Can We're back. Clean it. Coffee with the coaches. We instructed Jackie that she's not allowed to talk for the next 20 minutes. That shut it. We were shit. Shit is actually what came out of Missy's mouth. I didn't mean to say it like that, but it was very rude. Um, See how she treats her employees here? That's how I treat my mom. (laughs) Who's an employee? I know. Um, She gave me the side eye. Um, What's up, guys? Coffee with the coaches today. Um, Do you have coffee? I do have coffee. I have been... Oh, drink. Oh, oh, I tried to swirl it around. Oh, it's everywhere. It's just... Um, Fine, guys. I'm just looking for stuff to wipe down. Um, I've been drinking chai lattes lately. Because why? Well, honestly, I was intrigued because we've had a chai latte thing sitting in the pantry for months. They are good. And I was like, God, I feel like that sounds delicious. And I've had like chai um i've had chai like donuts and stuff like places and they're delicious um do you just flex when you went to throw that <laughs> she was all like mm, toss it um you guys on the podcast missed that off. i know um and i was like i really want this and then i drank it and i was like well this is delicious and why have I not been doing that? And it's less coffee. Less coffee. It's less caffeine mm-hmm. than coffee. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to cut down on my caffeine a little bit. So I've been drinking those. And there's been a couple days that I haven't gotten coffee. I've just Drink had those? my latte. Which I, in, in turn is also saving you money. True story. So Rob's <laughs> watching this going, I'm going to buy her all the chai lattes that she wants at the house. Um Scooters probably thinks that something's wrong with me. Yeah, because they're like, where they're, she been? The next time I'm going to go there, they're going to be like, are you, did something happen? Did we break are up? you okay? Um, I was going to order a chai latte, um, but that's another thing. Like, we always talk about making sure that you know what to order at a coffee shop is very important. Um, scooters could not do their chai latte sugar-free. So I said, nope, because that's like 30 grams of sugar right there. Not going to happen. So then I did get my coffee, um, but the chai latte stuff I have at home is sugar-free. And so that not, is amazing. Not to knock scooters. <gasps> this is just a, this is just something so that we can be better, right? It's just... <laughs> and we're not <laughs> sponsored by anyone else, so that is still open. <laughs> so I don't feel uh, bad that she's about to just throw them under the bus. So what I, do we got? I just want to let you know I'm pretty sure Starbucks does do like a light chai latte yeah or i i believe i because i googled it before i don't know why i said that so aggressively but i googled it before to know um that okay is there chai latte stuff um is it sugar-free can it be sugar-free and then i asked i believe that i did see at starbucks you could get it with or without sugar yes yes so um so i mean scooters Step up your game. Just an opportunity to be to better. Be better. <laughs> uh, we are taking applications. Oppor- <laughs> so that is another way that you can be better. Um, <laughs> and bring, go ahead and bring back those scones. That'd be great. Thanks. Jeez, we're still um, on that. I'm still upset about it. We're still it. on it. Because 
they weren't as like sugary as Starbucks scones. Starbucks are freaking good though. I like I was like, my God, do I want to waste five hundred calories on a pumpkin scone? I know. Is this gonna be life changing? I know. And it wasn't. And then I was upset. <laughs> I still ate it though. <laughs> I still ate it, and then I did not have carbs with my lunch. That's how you fit your macros, folks. You just gotta edit. Edit. Um. What are we talking about today, Marissa? Man, totally off topic. Marissa. There's no way to kind of go into that one. No. Um, today, guys, okay, we, you know, this whole season we've been talking about the gym, so we're just continuing mm, that little, uh, what, what should we say? Series. Series? On season. fit tips. This is the fit season. This is the fit tips season. <laughs> that sounded so bad. After it came out, it's a lot you- better in my head. <laughs> I was like, ew, that sounds so dirty. And like, it's not. We got fit tips for you. We got ya. fit tips for you. That does not sound That does not sound good. That's going to be the name of this episode. Fit tips. Fit tips. Um, Only the fit tip. Only. <laughs> um, We're talking about. Did that just happen? <laughs> there, that just got quiet. <laughs> uh, no, today, guys, we are talking about the RPE scale. Have we even heard of the RPE scale? I mean, I have. It's been a while since I taught people. I know. When we were kind of going through topics of what we want to, you know, bring to this season, Missy goes, the RPE scale. I was like, all right. Freshman year of college. Here we go. Uh, Bust out her textbooks over here. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, No. So we're talking about the RPE scale, which is the rate of perceived exertion. Good job. Such a teacher. Such a teacher. Such a professor moment. I know. Um, and how that correlates to class, what we do here, what that means for your workouts, when it's really time to push it, when it's time to pull back. Okay. Yep. Um, those types of things is what we're going to be kind of going over today. And also, it's important like to understand like RPE too, because we're going to talk about the talk test. And that's really kind of like how you know where you're at. If mm-hmm. you were ranking a workout intensity, that's really what RPE is, is like ranking your workout intensity. And so when we say like, go all out, what does that mean? When it's like, you should be feeling this way. What, what does, does that, that mean? mean? And we're going to talk about the talk test, but it's also a way of really holding yourself accountable so that you're training. You're not just kind of going through the motions and working out right. now precursor there's always going to be those days where maybe you're coming back after an injury of course coming back it's about to be cold and flu season apparently it was never not covid season like we're hat you know it's we're in one but no most of the time like 80 percent of the time when you're coming to the gym it's holding yourself accountable to working out at a certain intensity to really get something out of it right so this rp this talk test can be something a little bit more concrete that lets you know, yeah, Ooh, I have more to give. Maybe I'm not going hard enough. Yeah. Um, and it's not about being lazy. No. It's not about those things. But it goes back to we need to challenge ourselves to a certain extent to get something out of the workout. Yes. So there's never going to be a bad workout, but... Walking around the grocery store is a totally different. Yeah. And that's not necessarily, I mean, it's activity, it's daily activity and it's not bad, but it's not necessarily going to lead to weight loss. It's not necessarily going to improve our health or be enough of a stimulus to get us to where we're wanting to go. So it's making sure that if we're taking time out of our day 
to do structured exercise, are we working out hard enough to get a benefit? Right. And so this is kind of a scale or a way that you can know. Yeah. Now, the RPE scale is kind of cool because... There is some science behind mm. it. Like, there's a whole reason why the numbers are a certain number. Yeah. Okay, so the RPE scale um, goes look from... Look at you. I'm so proud of you. You look. I do notes. remember Did you look things. in your notes? No. I don't even okay. know where my notes are. Also true. Makes more sense. <laughs> that, I actually would have been more surprised if she was like, I actually still had the PowerPoints. No, absolutely them. not. Makes I probably more. lost them as soon as look that Look at you. I'm over. so proud of you. <laughs> what do the numbers no, mean? I Marissa? lost my train of thought. What do the numbers so, mean? So, the RPE scale starts at a six, which is weird for some people to understand. I know why. It's, I know. I know why, too. And I'm so excited that I know this, that I can get a spew <laughs> something out. Okay? Um, so, it starts at a six. And then the top number is a 20. So the RPE scale is from a level or is from a six to a 20. Now you're probably wondering why does it start at six? Why does it not start at one? Okay. Now, so the RPE scale, that, that six number is kind of based on your, if I remember correctly, it's based off of your heart rate, correct? She's correct. Boom. Okay. Look at, she looks to me like, so when you're at a six, okay, that means when you're going off of like a talk test or your feeling of exertion, that means you feel nothing. Your heart okay. rate's basically like baseline, like yes. around 60-ish. Yes. 60 beats per minute is your resting heart rate, which is why that six is nothing. That's okay. amazing. So like what she's saying, like if you basically multiply the RPE number by 10, yep. that's an estimate of where your heart rate is at. Should be at, or yeah, yeah where it's yeah. perceived to be at, yeah. which means that top number, which is a 20, if you, if you feel like, man, like I'm, I'm working maximal effort. Okay. Supposedly your heart rate would be about 200 beats per minute, which, which is, is an, which is the, the most, range. yeah, like the a most it should people. be. Yeah. It should be a max effort for heart rate. Yeah. Okay. Um, which means if we're working at like a level 10, that's about a hundred beats per minute. That's really not working that hard. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't take much to sometimes get there to that 10. Okay. Once we start getting to that 14, 15 range, then, okay. That means that that heart rate's going that we're going pretty hard and that you yeah. may not be able to have a conversation. So go into the talk test when it comes into this. Yeah. So, and I used to use the talk test a lot more when I taught things like spinning or some cardio classes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just as effective when you're doing strength and conditioning or high intensity stuff. Um, so, uh, there are going to be parts of the workout where you should be able to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So like a strength phase, for instance, you can have a conversation because we're working and then there's enough rest time that even if that heart rate got up, it's going to come right back down. Mm -hmm. So the talk test, if you're down around like a six to a nine, like you should be able to have complete sentences with someone. That means that you can have a complete sentence with someone before taking that next breath. Okay. That your body is working out at a low enough intensity that your heart rate is just slow and steady that you mm-hmm. could say a sentence before you'd have to draw on that next breath. Right. The next phase, so saying like when you're getting into more of like that moderate intensity. Or even heavier lifts. Yeah, heavier so, lifts, getting into like some conditioning or like the start of conditioning. Yeah. Okay. Anytime you're working out at more of like a moderate intensity, you're going to be able to say words, but not full sentences. So for instance, it would be like, so hey, Marissa. <sighs> What are we doing tomorrow? Because your heart rate is now increased. Okay. So you're able to spew out some words, 
but you're not able to string out full sentences. A full sentence before your next breath. Yep. Then, when you're getting into more high-intensity stuff. So now we're getting into more of the range of, like, the 12 to 16, 12 to 17. Now, you're able to say a word in between a breath. So, Marissa, (sighs) I can't believe they're making us do this workout because heart rate is now up. We're working at a different intensity. And so, no, it doesn't mean that you're actually talking to somebody. Right. But it's if you had to talk, you're only going to be getting out a word or two at a time. broken up. Okay. Yes. Then, maximum effort, really anything above an 18, you can't talk. You can't talk. You are busy catching your breath during this entire period. So, if you had to talk... You couldn't. So like in a class setting or like if you're running with a partner and you're at like a race pace running to the finish line, there are no words. Yes. If you need to communicate with somebody, it's take it, facial expressions or it's like you're, you're, you you're going like this. You're, yeah. So and our favorite is when that's how we know, too, that a class is working out at the right intensity where it's nobody starts talking. So you look at like a death by workout first couple minutes. Or not too bad. Yeah. People are carrying on sentences. They're laughing during the rest time, all this stuff. Then it gets to the point where, okay, some people are still saying a few words here and there, but you can tell people are starting to get a little bit more labored breath, that heart rate's up. And then as that rest time is decreasing, then it gets to the point where no one is talking. Yeah. Everyone's got their head down, hands on their hips. You see the labored breath and you see the intensity change. So... What is a way that they could use that during their workout? Oh, good question. Um, so this is a good opportunity for us to kind of go back into, you know, what the workouts that we do here and looking at like the percentages that coaches use at the whiteboard, which is why it's so important to listen during the whiteboard talks, even if you know the movements that we're going to be doing or whatever, because it is, we're talking about percentages and we're talking about intensity, you know, days where you see a 90% on the board. We're, we're talking about that intensity. We want it to be up there. We should be close in that 15, 16, 17 range. It may not be everything you've ever given in a class, but yeah. we're going heavy. That intensity is going up. If we're talking about a conditioning workout, that means like we're moving through this. Okay. Um, and especially when you see stuff like sprinting or you yes. see, um, if I see you guys on a bike and we're supposed to be doing a sprint workout and, and you're we're, talking and we're having a conversation. We're not really sprinting. No. I even said it a couple weeks ago, and I know there's a few people. There, we have a, uh, the outliers who are just like bunny rabbits. They have a motor that can just move. Okay, But we were doing sprints outside, and they were talking as they were sprinting up the hill. That's not a full sprint, guys. If we're able to carry a conversation as yeah. you're sprinting up the hill. Because the more fit you are, well, guess what? Your heart rate stays lower yep. even doing things that might be high intensity for other people, yes. but you're more efficient, so which is why I love the RPE and the talk test because it is completely individual. Yep. So 100%. you may be going faster on that bike than someone else, but if you can carry a conversation, you're not it's going not a sprint for you. For you. For you specifically. For you. Um, which is why I also don't like when I see people comparing weights yes comparing weights well what does this person have well if they have this and i have this i'm like their strength has nothing to do with your strength and what you're capable of with this amount of reps 
Yes. Okay. So then when you look at intensity for you, it may be completely different. Yep. And that's a great thing too, talking about, um, cause it is, and that's why like, it's such a good thing. Um, so like for more beginners, like if you're doing things right off the bat that are having you at that maximal effort, take a break. Yeah. Take a break. Take extra Pull breaks. Pull it back a little bit. I want you to finish a workout. Yeah. The more that you're going to get fit, the lower that heart rate's going to time. But it's don't be afraid to take more breaks because guess what? If we're hanging out at maximal effort, your body's going to stop you yes. because you just can't do it forever. Yes. So it's about being smarter with the workout, easing things in. Same thing as a more advanced person. You're going to be able to talk more doing a workout, even doing the workout because your heart rate is more efficient. It's stronger. Mm -hmm. You're stronger. You have more improved stamina, Mm -hmm. which is why your heart rate is lower. Okay. So two people doing the same thing. Somebody could be at an 18 and somebody could be at a 10 Mm -hmm. and they're doing the same exact exact thing. So that's where being advanced, sometimes that is the hardest is to hold yourself accountable because you need to push yourself more to get a benefit. So the longer that you've been working out, you may be on the bike and yeah, it feels better to kind of stroll during your minute of sprinting, but to push yourself, it's, I need to get to a point where I'm not supposed to be talking right now. Mm-hmm. So I need to go a little bit faster because like if I needed to, I could totally talk to the person next to me. So that's a good way to hold yourself accountable to mm-hmm. give a little bit more in the workout. Right. Right. And that's a good, and that's a good point. Cause I, I've seen some newer people either come in for the first time or come back after a long like hiatus from, for whatever reason it was. And they look at the board, they listen to the percentages, they listen to the intensity, okay? But realize that every workout could mean something different for somebody else, okay? If you're just coming to this, we want to see you tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that, okay? So it's realizing where you're at and being realistic of, okay, even though we may have said, you know, all out 90%, you may have to pull back a little bit because you can't go all out. Because you're going to get to your all out with way less weights. Yes. So like realize that it's okay to pull back a little bit and be like, nope, this is where I need to be because I'm going to get to this perceived heart rate or this way quicker, way quicker than somebody if I that's been here for a while or maybe where I used to be because I see people comparing their old selves to where they're at right now to a lot too. Um, and it's just now is not then and then is not now. So stop making those comparisons. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, and that's what's important too, is that it's like the more fit you are, you really have to work to get to that 20 yes. and not that you want to be at that 20. Cause we're no, not going to be hanging not 24 out 24 seven. No. no, but it's being more of a beginner or if you've taken some time off, it takes nothing to get to that 20. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's like, Hey, we're saying go heavy. But remember, and what Marissa's saying is, you're not intentionally going easy, no. but it's remembering that just lifting the weight you can lift may get you to that high intensity. Yeah. So like, if you've never lifted before, I don't want you to go to the heavy side of the dumbbells. We just need to find something that you can do yes. because just doing that is gonna because get you you've there. never done it before is going to get you where we want you to where be. we want you to be. So if you try to go heavier, we're, we're, we're going to lose you. Yeah. We're going to lose you. You're just going to, yeah. Which is also why with the level one options, it's, it doesn't mean it's easier. 
It's just a rude, it's a, it's a change in volume so that you're still at that intensity we want you at. You're just doing something that is a more fit for your body. And if you notice when people really pick the right option for them, they are all of all levels finishing the workouts within about two minutes of each other, which means you all were getting the exact intensity that we wanted. And I will tell people, if you guys finish this workout eight to 10 minutes before everybody else, you either needed to do level two or you needed to go heavier or you needed to X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. because you are in better shape, which means that RPA scale, you probably weren't pushing yourself enough or we weren't challenging ourselves enough for the level that you are at, which is a good thing. Now it's time to up the ante a little bit. And I will say the same thing on the other end. If you're finishing a workout 10 minutes after Mm -hmm. everybody, it does not mean that you necessarily did anything wrong, but for the intensity that we wanted, you probably maybe went a little too heavy. Yeah, you pushed it a little bit too much. Or maybe we did too much volume before our body was ready for it, so we just had to take more breaks. And again, that's not bad. It's just all learning curves. So when there's a reason why things are adjusted and it's because ultimately as coaches there's an intensity goal that we want you to shoot for um and not every day you're going to be at like a 17 yeah some days you're going to feel more in that 10 to 12 range because rest time is going to allow it but we're going to get in a lot more in that workout Mm -hmm. the workouts where we have yet at like a 17 or an 18, well, you are probably only at that 18 for about five minutes because your body's just not going to be able to maintain that, which is why they're sprinting and then then there's rest time. But, um, and if you missed the last episode, we talked even more about intensity and the importance, but this is something even more concrete that it's like, that you can kind of take into consideration of like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want. This is where I should be. How can I kind of mesh those three together? Yeah. Good episode. That was a good episode. Um, and yeah, like I said, I use that a lot more coaching cardio classes, but it's just like we talked about. It's just as applicable when mm-hmm. you're doing conditioning um, or strength and, you know, and all that stuff. Um, and uh, for instance, it's, um, I mean, I have to use it holding myself accountable. So the same thing when you're injured or like if you have surgery or a procedure and then things are adjusted where your level of fitness is up there, it's doctors, people, physical therapists will use the top test so that you know exactly the intensity you should be. For example, um, when I had to get um, steroid injections into my back, um, we finally got the you know diagnosis of my back and it was yeah. like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Enough of this yo-yoing, feel good, feel bad, feel good, feel bad. It was okay. We're going to do these spinal injections. The doctor said to me, you need to do light activity. So you can only do light activity for the next couple weeks. And I was like, got it. Cool. (laughs) Because what was light activity for me? Bodybuilding. Because I could talk to people when I was doing it. Mm -hmm. My heart rate wouldn't be up that much. So I was lifting heavy, but doing my bodybuilding. So I was lifting for like 45 minutes, an hour. That was light activity because I was used to high intensity box jumps, you know, cleaning dumbbells, flipping tires, pushing sleds, that go, 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 go. 
that was high intensity for me. So light activity was bodybuilding. So I'm back. Dude, I made it through day two, threw my back out on a seated row. And then I was like, what in the heck? Called my doctor and they went, okay. <laughs> light activity is I walked my dog around the block or like I went for a walk and I went, that is not what you said. And because they didn't talk about the talk test. Yeah. They didn't talk about that things. And so they went, okay, for you, no activity for a month. And I went, <gasps> <laughs> because they knew by saying no activity, well, I was going to go for walks. Yeah. I was going to do. You're going to do some type bare of Bare minimum. And they were like, light activity, miss, was like cleaning your house. And I was like, that's, that's not, not activity. That's daily activity. I was thinking light exercise. So. I always implore people like using the RP, using the talk test, because if somebody would told me, no, we need you at like an RPE of like seven to eight, like heart rate's not elevated. You are not sweating. You could maintain that intensity for over an hour. Yeah. Well, I would have went on walks. You would have went on walks. I wouldn't have been lifting. Um, so that's another reason why sometimes it's so important. And that when you're coming back from things, it's like you know, I'm not supposed to be doing this much. So I, I can't really, I need to like slow it down, but it's just as important to help push yourself. Um, when it really counts as well. Yep. Um, because I will notice too, sometimes it is meant to be, you know, high intensity or the time to push yourself. And it's, um, and again, not beginners, but it's people that have been doing for a while. We'll go and walk to grab some water. Or they'll walk over and grab, and it's, you're just changing the entire intensity out of the workout. So it's knowing when it's time to push, knowing when it's time to pull back. And that's really how you keep longevity in your training and your workouts yeah. because you're listening to your body, but then you're pushing it and really challenging yourself. So then you're just getting better. You're improving, mm -hmm. you're getting stronger, mm -hmm. you're working towards those goals. And that's really what it's all about. Because if you're going to put in the effort, if you're going to put in that time, we want to get something we out of it. We want to get something out of it. It's just maturing in the gym. It's just oh, totally. Changing the way that you're thinking about things. Yeah. Um, good job. Good job. Good job. I'm so proud of you for remembering all that stuff. <laughs> She's like, ah. Uh. Um, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I forget how, like, I will say, too, there were, like, ex-phys things, like, going back and, like, being a professor. There were, like, things that I remember, like, going through ex-phys or different things in classes where I was, like, what are they talking about? Krebs, like, what? All these, like, physiological things. Uh -huh. And then going back and having to teach it, like, going back and making my PowerPoints, I would go, hey! That makes sense now. Oh, my God! I totally get it. Because it is. You never quite understand it. something until you have to teach it to somebody else so yeah. i'm very proud of you hey, for thanks. remembering all these things thanks. i hope you got a's on those tests You're like, i did decently well in those classes <laughs> what was your worst class uh please don't be anything exercise science no i'm just kidding what was no, your worst it class? was it was physics oh okay you're just worried. yeah it was uh listen <laughs> i did not like my professor it was just not a good class. I was a person at the end of the semester where the final was going to replace your worst grade and it was going to be scaled. So I spent almost 24. I, I did not go to bed the night before my final. I just, I, I like, I, it was yeah. a 24 hour at the library, YouTube videos, practice problems, YouTube videos, practice problems. And it was just back and forth because I had to teach myself. 
Because listening in that classroom was not happening. Um, I was not a fan. Well, this was grad school. Um, I, uh, my statistics teacher did not speak great English. And that was the other problem. With that my did physics. not help. Um, so, but statistics in me, and I was a math person. I'm a math person too. Statistics which is why in grad school, I, like I literally, I left it break every mm-hmm. class. This is in grad school. I left it break every class. And then my best friend was getting her PhD while I was getting my master's. And so this was biostats. This was biostatistics at the med center that I took. And I left it break every day. And then the next day, I just would take my textbook and I would walk to her office and I would sit down and go, okay, what did we learn? And she would go and she would just turn around. And in about 15 minutes, she could regurgitate like what the professor had talked about in a way that I was like, oh, okay. And then I would go back so that I could at least do the homework enough uh, like to understand it. And then I could, cause I just would like, I just couldn't. And then there were aspects of chemistry. Like, thank God chemistry. I can memorize things. I was going to say, what was a class that you didn't think that you were going to like or not be good at? And you ended up being good at because the chemistry was mine. I, I was, like, dreading taking chemistry, and I actually really enjoyed chemistry. And I was actually pretty good at chemistry. I love my See, I just memorized everything in chemistry. Um, honestly, anatomy. Killed it. Killed it. Just killed it. I was talking. I'm a geek. I'm a geek. <laughs> I wish... Okay, I'm better at anatomy now that I'm out of college than I was Because you're college. using it. Because now I use it. Yeah. And knowing that I use it so much now, I wish I could go back and retake anatomy now. Yeah. Because I would get so much more out of it. Yeah. Than I did back then. Oh, totally. Because back then, anatomy was just a memorization game for See, me. and I... Mm, which is why I did good in chemistry. Because I was like, okay, some of these things I don't really get. I'm just going to memorize everything. And that's and how I was flash like anatomy. Cards. Um, but yeah, but anatomy, physiology and anatomy... Um, that was, I, my first exam, I got a D. I'm in not, chemistry? I, no, no, no. In physiology and anatomy. Oh, I am not a D student. <laughs> Jackie over here is like, oh, hell no, that would not apply. I remember telling my mom that I had a friend in high school that got an allowance raise for like C's. And I came home and I was like, Megan just got more money in allowance and she's pulling C's. What is this crap? And my mom looked at me dead in the eye, like, didn't even let me finish the sentence. She goes, if C's were your best, then so be it. But that is not you. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, warden. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, oh my gosh. And so I was not a D student. And so I went to, I had swimming right after that. I went to the locker room and cried. And I thought, oh my God, I'm a sham. Like, my life is going to be over. I'm going to fail this class. I got a 96% of the class after that D. I, like, couldn't take it. And I think I think that's why I then studied, like, so much. But I would take, like, the little practice quizzes, and I just, like, nailed it. What was the website that you could use that had Quizlet? Oh, see we, didn't, see, we didn't have that back in, like, the old ages. Man, if you know what I'm talking about, I Quizlet. I had to take handwritten notes. And I meant, like, as a professor, you knew what Quizlet was, no, right? No, we didn't. I didn't use that. Well, I know, but, like, students did. No. Nope. To, like, cheat. Nope. Because a lot of professors would pull their exams. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't From, like, other professors, so the whole exam would be on Quizlet. I'd, I've never even heard the term Quizlet in my life. Till now? Till now. 
But I also did not pull my exams. I had a lot of essay exams, and I was not yeah, students' that favorites. Help. But, like, oh, yeah. Students hated me. It's fine. And I just now saw this note, and I'm actually kind of pissed off about it. Um, Three. <laughs> I saw that Tony is number one, and I just ignored it. It says, Brie left a note by my desk. It says, Tony is number one in my heart. Marissa is last. Oh, Love sad. Brie. Maybe Tony wrote that. It does look like Brie's handwriting. It does look she like rips Brie's it up. All right, guys. All right. Make sure you're challenging yourself. Have a awesome rest of the week and weekend. It's almost Halloween. What? What? I just, it's so sad that it's already almost the end of October. It just makes my heart Why cry. is that sad? It's almost your birthday. She's going to be 25, and she's very upset about it. I can't even believe I'm letting her say that she's old right now. All right, guys. Keep it weird. See you later. See you next week.